Mark chapter 8, starting at the 10th verse. Reading down to the 21st. Straightway he entered his ship with his disciples and came into the parts of the Manutha. And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply then in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you that there shall be no sign given unto this generation. And he left them. He entered into his ship again and departed to the other side. And the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. He charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye, because you have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves in the, among 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments you took up? They said unto him, 12. And when the seven among 4,000, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said seven. And he said to them, How is it that you do not understand? God wants me to tell you this morning, you better understand. You may be seated. We witnessed twice the miracle of loaves. We witnessed twice the disciples not understanding. How many times in life do we come across situations that we just don't understand? Why am I going through this? What is happening? Where did this come from? Why are they acting like that? The Bible says get an understanding in all things. And all things get an understanding. You got, we we got to get an understanding. He, he says, I need you to, to take an evaluation of everything that's going on and come to an understanding. And when you come to that understanding, church, lean not 
says, I want you to get an understanding in all things. But when you come to your understanding, lean not. Why? Because even when you think you understand, I am God who will supersede all your understanding. If you're the type of person that needs to have everything figured out, it's going to be very hard to walk with God. Because God is past figuring out. And since I know God is past figuring out, you might as well stop trying to figure me out. Isn't it amazing how people understand what's going on with you? but can't figure out what's going on with them. He says, get an understanding. And now we're in a boat and Jesus is on his way to the other side. He says, straightway he entered the ship. Somebody said, get in the boat. And here come the Pharisees. And they're questioning him. Give us a sign. <laughs> Tempting him. Because you know how we are. When people want a sign. We can give them a sign. Oh, you don't really want me to show you. He sighed. We looked at that word last week when he sighed. We know, but this isn't a sigh of compassion. This is a sigh of he's pissed. He's fed up. Why does this generation keep looking for a sign? You know what? I'm done. There's no sign. It's, it's a very bad place to be. Y'all better catch this because I don't know what to write down whatever he gives you. But it's a bad place to be when you are in the presence of word and still want a sign. We, we are to be people who trust the word. Not the signs. We do know Jesus is the word made flesh. We do know that they were in front of the word made flesh. But they still wanted a sign. I, I, I told you this before. Had to line upon line. That's why if you stay with teaching the word, you don't have to apologize. Because the, the word's going to line up with itself. I tell you, you don't need a bunch of signs. You don't need a bunch of things coming down in a word and a word when you have the word written and it's completed. Why do we always need a sign? 
Why do we need lightning to flash from the sky? Or, or why do we need all this stuff going on that people get messed up? Because they need a sign. I like having the word. I don't need a sign. And I know it's hard, but we get somewhere because I'm I'm sick and tired. And I know you got to be sick and tired because you are so full of word. But you still need a sign. I need a sign that God is with me. I need a sign that God has not left me. I need a sign that God's going to heal me. God's going to deliver me. God's going to set me free. I need a sign. I need a, There is no other sign. If the cross is not enough. So Jesus said, no, ain't no sign. He left him. Somebody say he left him. He got in the ship and he went to the other side. See, we still don't know, Sister Michelle, help me. I, we still don't know the importance of leaving people. We still do not know the importance of leaving people who do not believe what we believe. True. God has not called us to prove. He said, profess and proclaim. They wanted a sign. He said, no sign. He left. Because they didn't know who he was, he wasn't going to prove to them who he was. He was on a mission. Some of you need to stop allowing people to question your faith and what you believe. And you sitting there trying to prove to them that you are anointed, that you are spiritually called, that you have a purpose in your life. Get about your father's business and tell them to mind theirs. He got in his ship and he went to the other side. Because your unbelief is not going to stop my purpose. <laughs> that was good. So now he's in the boat. Now he says, hey, here we go. He's, he's back with his boys and they forgot to go shopping. just had a miracle. He multiplied loaves. Nobody wise enough to put some loaves up. Because we like to eat the miracle while it's present. <laughs> yo, yo, listen. That's why I told him when he was feeding the man, he said, take it only what you need for the day. But there was something that was trying to get greedy. And let, but, so they, they, eat their, they may, ate their miracle. We eat our miracle up in one moment. And we forget to plan for the trip. <laughs> you know them people, right? They eat all their stuff and then they want yours. They never told you they got that miracle. <laughs> but they holding it in their back pocket. 
Ain't like they ain't got nothing. Am I talking to anybody? In house. No, it ain't in house. It's everybody's house. Because it happens in everybody's house. You know how I know it happens in everybody's house? Because I did it before. But we're going we gonna to kill a demon right now. Somebody say kill him. Do you know there are people that left this ministry because people were begging? Because people come to church to see what they can get. If God can't give it to them, they're going to get it out your pocketbook. This ain't the credit union. But if I go to you and then I ask for you and then I get 20 from you and then I go tell you I need and I get 10 from you and I get 5 from you and I get 40 from you and you walk out of here with a bigger offering than me and you ain't even preach. Ooh, pastor, be nice. There will be no sign. So, so they they didn't take a loaf. They they said they they neither had oh little no they only had one loaf. They had one loaf. Thirteen people in a ship. One loaf of bread. Oh, and he charged him. He said, "Listen, you better beware of the leaven of the Pharisees." Now, let me. This is about as deep as God wants to get with us. Leaven, leaven. Y'all, y'all cookers, right? Y'all bake anybody bake bread? Y'all know what leaven is. You know what unleaven is, right? But let, let check it out. Leaven is a substance. This far as men, y'all sisters, you know. I'm just gonna help us men out right now. But leaven is a substance. It's typically yeast that is used to make dough rise, right? So the parable describes what happens when a woman adds leaven, old fermented dough usually containing yeast to a large quantity of flour. The living organisms in the leaven grow overnight. The living organisms grow overnight so that by the morning, the entire quantity of the dough has been affected. So leaven is also defined as a persuasive influence that modifies or transforms something. He said, beware of the Pharisees, leaven. They thought it was because they didn't have bread. It wasn't because they didn't have bread. It was because he didn't want stuff rising up in their lives. That would transform their lives. See, you could be transformed for the better or for the worse. And the enemy likes to put leaven in your faith. So that he can transform it into fear. He he likes, he he and he, he knows he has to put people and things around you that will influence you. And overnight mess you up do you know there's some things that can mess you up overnight 
You know the devil ain't playing with you. You know you are anointed and God got something for you. When he comes in overnight, you don't even know how it happens. There's a parable in the Bible where he says, the thief snap in overnight and planted tears. Y'all better help me. So now, now we're there. So you got to be careful. You got to be very careful of the people that you allow in the situation. That's why when you're going through something and you believe in God for something and you want God to move in your life, you got to be careful. You got to shut, shut yourself in. Do you notice whenever God was going to do something mighty with somebody, he would shut them up in his presence. But we don't understand the importance of getting alone and getting quiet and stilling voices. We call everybody. We put it on Facebook. I'm not feeling good. Don't tell Facebook you not feeling good because then you're going to get every social media saint every unlicensed unqualified telling you something bishop no friends pastor no likes you know, you understand what I'm saying? Beware of eleven. It amazes me how we could be being taught good word, how you could go to Bible study, how you could come to Sunday school, how you could look at tea time, how you look at Sister Nikki TTFN. How, how you can look at all that and still overnight. And we watch it. We see it Sunday. We see you drifting. You used to praise them. You used to worship. You used to give. You used to come. Then it becomes habit. I know some of y'all clocks. Stuff is rising. You're transforming. And then before you know it, Sister Monday gone. You're like, when did that happen? <sighs> so they said, they, they start talking amongst themselves. You know how we get saints. We don't want to tell the leader. We say, listen, is it because we have no bread? Is it because we ain't come on time? Is it because we didn't? Y'all know when I'm upset about something, right? <laughs> and y'all start talking amongst yourselves because <laughs> that's what they was doing, you know? They was always having private meetings. But Jesus knew it. <laughs> Guys, I'm having fun by myself. I'm pretty, he knew it. And it doesn't even be slick about it. Because you know how you can know when somebody talking about you. But you don't say nothing. You just hold it. I love Jesus because Jesus, Jesus is like me. If I know you talking about me, I'm not going to act like I didn't hear you. Why are you talking about me? Then the whole room get real quiet. Is it because you have no bread? <laughs> Is it because you're broke? You don't understand? You got eyes, can't see? 
Your hearts are hardened. I'm gonna get back to that later. Man. Says, oh, okay. Then he starts. He starts running it down. Don't you remember? When I broke the bread, don't you remember the two episodes? Somebody say, don't you remember? I'm, I'm done. I'm done preaching. <laughs> no, I'm done giving the text. Now I'm going to preach. He said, how is it you don't understand? Pastor, what does this have to do with you better understand? Well, look at your neighbor and say, you better understand. See, you still don't understand. The words that are coming out of my mouth, I'm trying to tell you there's some stuff that has been happening in your life that has risen up, that is trying to make you move into a space of fear when you are supposed to be in a place of faith. Oh, and you have forgotten what God has done. And you think that because of your lack of stuff that God is not able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Because you keep thinking about what you forgot to bring. Like your one loaf could help you. But Jesus said you don't even understand. How many loaves did you have back then and how I multiplied and broke that little bit and made it much. And then I did it again for you. I broke your little bit and made it much. And how your body is flesh anyway, and how I healed and made it much. How you should have been dead a long time ago, but I broke and made it much. Y'all not going to help me. You still don't understand how you fed five kids when you ain't had enough money. Y'all better. You, how I took your little bit and made it much. You keep thinking it was about what you had. It wasn't about what you had. It was about who you had. And Jesus said in his word that I am the bread of life. They were looking at natural loaves. They didn't understand the loaf they had on the boat with them. What? All they had was one loaf. All you need is one loaf. <laughs> if you got the right bread. You better understand. Everything is in the loaf. My healing's in the loaf. That's why the woman said, if I could just get a crumb that falls from the master's table, I don't even need the whole loaf. Just a crumb. Just the ingredients for the blessing. You don't understand you have the ingredients for your miracle. You do not understand that everything that is coming up against you is because God understands what's in you. The great I am. The way maker. The rose of Sharon. Y'all better help me. The door. The way. The truth. And the light. That when you are in a dark place, you better understand you got the light. That when you don't have enough, you need to understand that my God shall supply all my needs. You better understand that if I got to go through an operation, that God will be the doctor in the hospital room. He will be the lawyer in the courtroom. They still don't understand. See, you can't appropriate what you don't know about.
somebody say, I understand who I am. Now I understand why I had to go through all the hell I had to go through. Because I understand that the enemy don't come after junk. The enemy don't waste time with anything that's not anointed. He's not going to come after you. He's going to come after you with the same thing that he came with Jesus with. I know you're a son. I know you're a daughter. Go ahead and turn this into something. He'll give his angels charge over you. The devil understands your protection, your power, and your presence better than you. And people say it's cocky. People say you're being arrogant. It ain't being arrogant. It's just I understand that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I understand that when I go to a door, it's got to open. That if it's shut, it ain't for me anyway. I understand I ain't got to cry about people who don't want to be in my life. Because I know that what God has for me is for me. I understand. Somebody say, you better understand. See, you might see me crying right now. But you better understand, I cried my last year. And I know that I'm going to praise God. Well, I shall yet praise him. Because I understand. Oh. That's our job as parents. To get our kids to understand. Our kids think we rich. They ask for outlandish stuff. Stuff that they ask for stuff that make me want to smack them. Cause I, but then I said, God, you are awesome. Because they must understand something. <laughs> that I ain't quite figured out. <laughs> they don't understand broke. They don't understand lack. They say, if I ask, I'm going to have it. They operate in a level of faith with us like we're supposed to operate with God. And I love my son because he just waits. It'd be cool about it too. I'm, I'm, I, I know it's coming. I mean, months. Don't say it like me. Just wait. And then you try to surprise him with it and he has no reaction. Like, okay, thank you. Like I used to preach to y'all, what did you expect? He walks away with, what did you expect? Y'all ain't gonna help me up here. 
that's how you supposed to come in after your victory. You go in it and you come out. I got the victory. And everybody shouting. You're supposed to say, what did you expect? I went in with God. I came out with God. I'm walking with God. God's got me. What did you expect? I ain't going to cry to you about nothing because my God is going to handle everything. Don't you understand? Yes. <laughs> I need somebody to give him an understanding shout. <laughs> yeah, like an understanding shout. See, we don't shout over stimulus. Because we get stimmies every day. Oh, what? Yeah, did, I, did I talk to somebody? Did that just resonate with somebody's spirit? You ain't got to wait for a check. It's already written. He's just waiting on you to cash it. You walking around with a blank check. Acting like you broke. Speak those things that be not as though they were. And walk in it. I ain't telling you don't get spooky. Don't go to walk up to no mansion and start walking around it, putting oil all around it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, house is mine. You gonna go to jail? Just. <laughs> Somebody lived there, not you. So just, oh, I'm trying to help you. That ain't your house. People be doing some far out stuff. Camping up outside people's houses. God said that's my house. I don't know why I got to say this, but that ain't your husband either. And that's what God wanted me to say. So, as we get ready for to raise the offering, Amen. It's a shame that we see people walking around not knowing the loaf. They, they're looking for material things when they have the loaf with them. So they said, we don't have bread. How you don't have bread? You got Jesus on the boat. He's the loaf that multiplies everything. And as long as you got him, you're good. Say, I'm good. Say, thank you, Pastor. Now I understand. Yep, there you go. You done wasted all that water crying. Just, just, well, I don't know, you better understand. I ain't saying it don't hurt. I ain't saying we not human. And you're for, but you gotta, that's why Paul said, I beat my flesh. Bring it up. Listen, what? Walk in confidence. Understand that what we go through is life. But God is with us. Otherwise, I'm telling you, and I, I'm, I'm not being cruel. You, it's like, it's like you're you're bipolar. We got bipolar Christians. 
Now, I ain't knocking if you gotta take meds or whatever. I, I understand the whole situation. I'm praying. I know, I know, I got compassion for all of that. But just think about it. Every time you sit and you down, cause things ain't going your way, or it ain't what you look like or what you thought it would be, and then God bring you out, then you're excited. Then you go through, and then you're down. Then he brings you through, and then you're excited. Then you're down. And that's bipolar. That's too much. That's why I was. I'm gonna be joyful in it. I'm gonna be joyful if I gotta go in it. I'm gonna be joyful when I come out of it. I'm a, there needs to be a consistency. Because I'm gonna tell you who recognizes. It's like a dog that recognizes fear. A dog recognizes fear. They can smell it. And they will jump on you. So you have to mundure. You can, you can be as scared as you want. But you're going to find strength to be like, I ain't scared. You know you're scared. But you don't want them to smell the skin. And then you get a sense of, of courage and boldness that, that you know had to come from a spirit somewhere. Right? That's what you have to get in the presence of your enemy. Because he throws something at you and he wants to smell. When he sees you crying about something he knows God can bring you out of, he, he senses fear. He's, he's scared. She's scared. She don't know. She's doubting. He's doubting. And then they bring something right else in there. Somebody will get up and testify how somebody died over what you about to deal with. Now you're even more scared. You start looking at statistics. Start reading books. You become a professional. I was there. I'm just, my, my body was going through some stuff and I was like, I don't know what the heck's going on. They're doing all kind of MRIs and CAT scans. They're telling me everything is great. Well, you can't tell me everything great when I got all this pain. Something's going on. So all of a sudden, cancer wanted to stick its head up. Like it could be cancer. I said, I ain't going to be operating no fear, no daggone. The devil is a lie. But I was sure researching, this could cause cancer. And I'm like, oh, shoot. What if it? And people would tell me, you know, her, her husband, they was complaining about stuff. And nobody could find nothing. They died. All of a sudden, they saw it was too late. Finally, the last doctor went and got an MRI and they told me that my my disc and some things that have happened since my last doctor. Before the accident, MRI. So now I can put my mind on, okay, now I knew the accident shifted something. But it was just, you know, oh my God. And you know, you go to telling your kids, I love you. If anything, you try and make sure everything right because I mess around and be out of here. I know I still got work to do. I ain't seen what God told me I'm supposed to see. I know he ain't waiting for me to start going to school now just to kill me. Could have kept that tuition money. You understand? Just let, you know, come on, just help a brother out. It makes no sense to me. Don't understand. 
right? That's how, that's how we think. We're human. But you got to give it to God and you got to move and be like, uh-uh. Shoot. I can't be sitting there preaching to y'all. I'm helping myself. So shake it off. Put your confidence in the Lord back on and understand. Understand. 